This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning. How are you doing today? Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. And this is, of course, your daily financial news. It is 7.30 a.m. July 27th. I think it's Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. So what we're going to start this conversation about is actually a live stream that I did last night. I don't do those very often, but I saw a very shocking article on CNBC that I had to react to. I was actually sent that article about 50 times. I think I counted 46 times and I might have missed a couple. If you missed it, CNBC and Diana Olick have claimed the housing boom is over. A couple of things I want to remind you about. I've been doing this for over 20 years. I wrote this great book, One Rental at a Time. And in this book, I take special cause or case to talk about the media. The media wants, it's almost bipolar, right? It wants boom or it wants bust. A plateau or a slowdown is not interesting, it is boring. It doesn't grab the eyeballs. So one of the things you need to realize as a real estate investor is you can actually use the media's negativity to your advantage. The other thing I want to remind you about that I talk about in the book is when the media goes positive or the media goes negative, it generally does it for a long period of time, long after it is time to get into the market. I say this because 2010 was without question the best time to buy in my market. In your market, it may have been 2009. It may have been 2011. It was somewhere in that period. But the media stayed negative till 2015 in most markets. So realize that when the media puts out a headline, I think think the media is going to go negative on housing for quite some time. Bubble, busts, crashes, implosions, all of that negativity. You're going to have to look at the information. So the article on CNBC, uh, again, title, big bold letters, housing boom is over. Caught my attention. Might caught your attention, right? It's kind of kind of uh, an interesting headline. First and foremost, it only talked about new construction, right? New construction, depending on your market, it, you know, in most markets, it's less than 10%. And in many markets, it is less than 5% of total transactions. Second, you have heard me on this channel talk about builders. Builders were building for the top end of the K-shaped recovery. They have been unable to build affordable housing in quite some time. It is simply not profitable, or at least not as profitable as building bigger and nicer homes, luxury homes. Now you see builders slowing down. Uh, they were suffering supply supply chain constraints, inflation, labor shortages, land shortages. What do you expect, folks? Builders are slowing down. D.R. Horton, Pulte Homes, 
both new both builders, both publicly traded. Both I have talked about on this channel as they released earnings in the last 30 days. They're slowing down on purpose. They're laying foundations and not building the sticks, right? Not building. You can't sell a foundation. So it should be no surprise to this. But again, the headlines were scary. From memory, and again, I reacted to it yesterday. I actually pulled up the article and we read it together. I uh, don't have time to do this here. But again, it talked about a 20% decline year on year. That's, that'll catch your attention. Uh, it talked about price increases still, which again, we will talk about in a minute. Price, uh, the average price was up 6%. And then month on month, I think it was down 6.6%. But again, only new housing. Housing makes up a very small sliver of the market. And frankly, builders should have slowed down in Q2 given the spike in um, commodities, the supply chain. They can't even get appliances in windows and things of that nature. So again, realize that the media wants to go negative. It wants to grab you, but dig into the articles. Uh, that article was all kinds of wrong, in my opinion. Not that I, not, again, what am I calling for? A housing slowdown, a plateau, right? We're no longer going to increase 15 or 16%. We're going to be basically flat, up or down one or 2%. Nothing crazy high, nothing crazy low. But that's not sexy. The media doesn't like to talk about it. So as an investor, use those headlines when you're writing offers. It probably won't work for the next month or so, but as the media goes negative longer and you're doing the daily work like we talk about in the course, you can use the headlines when you write an offer. Oh, I'm sorry. I got to write you know, an offer a little bit under asking 5, 8, 10%, whatever is a good or great deal in your market. And then tell the agent, well, you know housing is slowing down, right? The housing boom's over. Didn't you see the article on CNBC? You have no idea how many times I've used inaccurate headlines because nobody looks at the market or very few real estate agents and almost no sellers look at the market as much as we do as investors. So do your homework. Don't stop. This media trend, let it go negative. Frankly, the more negative it goes, the happier I get because... Real estate is hyper-local, but these national headlines will scare everybody. Do the homework in your market. Use it to your advantage. Next up, just to confuse you ever more, you have the housing boom is over article yesterday. You got good old Case Shiller this morning. I've told you before, I don't particularly enjoy the Case Shiller Index. I think it was created at a unique time of the housing crash and it was valuable. But I think it is a little long in the tooth. But still, it is quoted. It can be used. But look at this. Case Schiller, record. Record housing appreciation in the 10-city survey, 16.4%. 1.6.4. The 20-city survey, which is the 10 biggest cities, 17%. As I've shared with you in the past, you got to be very, very careful when you're talking about Case Schiller. His data is old. And at this point, I would almost argue unusable. These numbers that are so impressive are from May. We are now at the end of July. And as I've talked about, the market has already flipped. He is, he is out of date. But it's still impressive. A lot of you are watching some of these markets, so I captured uh, a few of the facts. 
Phoenix, number one market. Actually, take a guess. How much do you think Phoenix was up in the last year? Go ahead. If you're watching this on replay, hit pause. Leave a comment below. See how you did. Um, we actually have Phoenix, San Diego, and Seattle. Feel free to guess any one or all of them. I'll give you three seconds. I thought we'd have some fun. Phoenix, Arizona, 25.9%. San Diego, California, 24.7%. And Seattle, 23.4%. If you own a $200,000 home, it's now $250. You own a $400,000 home, it's now worth $500. These are impressive numbers. And again, it's why you want to own four rental properties, right? What do I talk about? Get your first, then get to four. After you get to four, you can decide what to do next. When you own multiple, these, these, this appreciation becomes fun. And believe me, when you own more than four and more than 10, it becomes a lot of fun. But you got to do the work. It takes time. Just for fun, there are five cities, five cities that had record appreciation in the last year. Let me think. I would have guessed two of these. The five cities are Charlotte, Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, and Seattle. Again, I ask you, how can you have a housing boom? Or wait, no. Housing boom is over, and yet we have these record appreciation numbers. This is why the media wants to go negative. You got to watch this stuff. A couple other things going on I noted today. Uh, the IMF is now out warning that inflation is not going to be transitory. It is going to be a lot stickier. The supply chain disruptions are going to be longer and more acute and cause more problems. Um, as you heard, I think I did this last, I think I did it on Saturday. I've been hemming and hawing about inflation. I've been looking at it for the last 60 days or so. I just wasn't sure. Uh, I now come out on the side that I think inflation is going to be worse than expected. And it's not because of the headline. It's not because of used cars. It's not because of lumber. It's not because it's not all the nonsense that the media is talking about. It's because I'm a landlord and I know what the cost of rent is doing. And I have thousands of students and we have a, almost a thousand people in our private Facebook group. And I'm seeing what rents are going up. I'm seeing what people are telling me. So the cost of housing, labor, la labor shortages, people changing jobs, it is going to be a problem. It is going to be a problem. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, oh, I don't know. If, so Tesla, I talked about Tesla yesterday. I was like, hey, who's a bull? Who's a bear? What do you guys think? Actually, most of you replied as bulls. Cool. I don't care either way. Don't have any money on it. It's just interesting. Looks like they netted over a billion dollars in net income. They beat top and bottom. And of the billion dollars, uh, they only sold $354 million in these regulatory credits. So it looks like they actually made money from selling cars uh, this period. Uh, I did find it interesting because, again, I told you Q2 would be a monster. I don't care. Q2 is going to go down as peak earnings for lots of companies. We'll talk about that in a minute. I wanted to talk about China, supply chain, and inflation. That's what I was hoping to see in Tesla because that's what I'm looking for in every company. What is going on with the future, right, second half, inflation, and the supply chain? So it looks like Tesla, and this really goes for all car manufacturers. Anybody doing complex manufacturing with lots of components, you, you should really listen to this. Why was Tesla, um, 
Why did Tesla limit the number of cars produced? It's because of the control modules for airbags and seat belts. Who knew? But apparently, if you don't have enough control modules for airbags and seat belts, you can't deliver the car because it's not done. Think about that one little component. I have no idea how many components are in a car, but they're all important, right? You can't, you can't deliver 99% of a car. So when you're doing complex manufacturing in an environment where the just-in-time supply chain is all wonky, that has got to be rough. Second, China. They didn't really talk about it. At least I didn't see it. I did not listen to their call. Had better things to do. But I didn't really get a sense that China was discussed. I get the feeling that China is being disruptive to lots of businesses. And I don't know why Tesla would be immune. Uh, so that would be interesting. And then inflation. They are fighting higher commodity costs, shipping costs, all of those things. So um, lots of stuff going on in the auto industry. Uh, we do have a lot of tech earnings after hours. It will be interesting to watch. I expect them to once again have blowout record-setting numbers, but they won't matter. Wall Street is supposed to be about the future, not about the past. So again, I expect all of them to have blowout peak earnings. This is going to become a theme. But what are they talking about the future? That's what I want to see. Uh, next up, again, what Wall Street should be looking at right over the next, just over the next six to 12 months. This is, this is a really noisy period, right? We have surging inflation. Uh, we have peak earnings, that meaning earnings are going to roll over and they may still grow, but not as fast. We have a debt ceiling um, issue right in front of us. We have Fed tapering talk, 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 I almost said top, talk. And you have maybe a taper tantrum out there. That will be something interesting. People are starting to call for that. And of course, we have the joy of more taxes coming, whether that's just in the form of inflation or actually tax increases. Very, very noisy period. And again, don't forget, I follow the consumer. If the media goes negative on housing, will that impact housing? Will that impact uh, what they're out shopping for? Are offices truly going to open? Remember, we talked about Wall Street wanting the offices opened in September, Labor Day. I don't know. Does that happen? It is going to be very interesting. The last thing to talk about is investors. Again, I'm telling you this topic of real estate is um, rife with media biases and media trying to grab your attention. Did you know that investors bought a record number of homes in Q2? Those dirty investors, just like you and I, the media is saying us are crowding out the normal home buyers. What a total BS that is. We sell about 5 million homes a year. 5 million. Guess how many homes investors bought in Q2? Take a wild guess. It's a record number, by the way, which I think is very odd given how many homes I was buying in 2010, but I don't know. They said it was a record. I'm going to believe them. Investors supposedly bought 67,943 homes in Q2, which again was a record. Q1 was 59,017. Last year uh, was 32,873. So again, Record investors, investors like you and me, 
probably Wall Street as well, or hedge funds or all of these companies, bought 67, call it, you know what, round up, 68,000 homes. That's like 1%. That's like, even if you take 67, let's take 70,000 times four, because that's a quarter, and there's four quarters in a year. That's 280,000 homes a year in a market where you do 5 million. That's not even 5%, folks. Investors are not crowding out owner-occupants. That is a talk track that the media uses to wind people up. But again, you can use it to your advantage. Do your homework. Affordable homes are where it makes sense. Again, back to the housing boom being over. I have not met an investor yet that follows me on one rental at a time or is a student that buys new homes. Why would you? They don't cash flow. They are alligators. See the only picture in my book. So again, folks, don't let the media wind you up and definitely don't let the media scare you out of doing your daily disciplines. We are going into the, a six-month period where if you do the work, you can find motivated sellers. Motivated sellers have time constraints. Maybe they fear higher taxes. Maybe they've had a rough year because of being a landlord in evictions. Maybe they're just done. Use this to your advantage. Negotiate good or great deals. Interest rates matter. You are going to have cheap, cheap 30-year money the rest of the year. Use it to your advantage. Lock it in. So that's what I got for you today. Again, the housing boom is not over. Maybe luxury home building is over. I don't care. I don't buy that stuff. But again, let the media scare everybody away. Use that data for yourself. I've got two of my experts today. We've got the Lumberjack Landlord at 8, and then we got Omar, the real estate entrepreneur, later. And if you're in my private Facebook group, you saw that Omar was able to do five transactions since June 1st. So I just sent him five of these. We're going to ask him about that, which some of you were wondering. So I will certainly make that a topic. And I have done the math. If you watched my conversation with Greg Dickerson yesterday, I have done the math. I assumed a fixed payment at 2.63%. And I said, how much will housing have to go down if I have to keep the payment constant? What happens at three, four, five, six? I think I even did 7% just for fun. So again, I will, I, will, I will probably show that with Matt today or I will do a video on it later. It was actually pretty interesting math. Take care, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Again, remember, this is a real estate channel. We talk about the consumer, cost of capital, and being focused and doing the daily disciplines. You got six months. Go find that motivated seller. Bye.